0: Psalm 1, Jesus? What would it be? Yeah. If you have turn with me in your Bibles to Psalm 91. You probably may be familiar with this Psalm. And honestly, I had planned to be in 2 Timothy until last night. And I was serious, and I said, I was in my office this morning studying, and I made proliferous notes. Because I wasn't ready for this one. But the God, God, the God that heals. and The God that is, loves each of you. Will prepare us. Lord God thank you for the opportunity today again. And I know I use the word opportunity a lot. But it is an opportunity to live. In your glory Lord God. That we just pray that your words this morning. Release us from whatever it is. The pain that we might have. And comfort us. Like a comfort we've never known, it's in Jesus' name. Psalm 91, let me start with verse 1. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust Him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. So do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. What a wonderful, hopeful, encouraging, loving word from God this morning. Amen? Are you familiar with this psalm? It's it's a it's a it's a hopeful prayer. It is fantastic, and I tell you. Sitting there last night. Doing a thing in Pittsfield to my wife. It's, every once in a while, we go to these little painting things, and I love them. Love spending time with my wife, and she loves to spend time with me. And for some reason, I, I thought we were making leaves, so my feather looks like a leaf. But we painted these leaves, or excuse me, feathers, and one of the ladies sitting there had a church. Uh, Shirt on that said the refuge. I said, "Oh, what's, what's that about?, oh, it's a church in Maine. She was telling me about how her brother started the church and his wife, and she began to show us pictures, and she said that the reason she came to this one was because of the feathers. in Psalm 91, she said that uh, he will cover you with his feathers in verse four, and he will shelter you with his wings. And I was like, Wow, yeah. Like that. I like that. So that's where I got the inspiration. Let's go back to verse one. As we think uh, before I get there, there are certain passages of scripture that as a pastor you study and you know. For example, John three sixteen, that or the Beatitudes, and this is another one, Psalm 91. You just know that there's so much there. You're not going to be able to explain it all. And when you when I get done, I hope that the Spirit has moved and said the things that we needed you to hear. Because at the end, I guarantee you, I'm going to go. I should have said this. I should have said that because this these are so profound. That this is so full. I read you the entire the entire uh, chapter there, but there's so much more there. I would encourage you to times of stress and anxiety and fear to turn here. To Psalm ninety-one. Matter of fact, and before I get to verse one, I want to tell you on verse five, "Do not be afraid." The variation of "Do not be afraid" or "Do not fear" or anything like that appears. This is factual that you don't have to, you don't have to check this out. On snow, perceive is true. Over five hundred times in the Bible. Over five hundred times in the Bible, directly or indirectly, we're told not to fear. Do not be afraid. Maybe not in those exact words, but some variation. Yet, as many times as we're told that this is the most common theme in the Bible, it's the one thing we struggle with, probably the most is fear. Fear. So, what does God say to us about fear? 90, Psalm 91, verse 1, he says, Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I want you to look at two words shelter and shadow. Shelter and shadow. Shelter is a place um, given for protection. A shelter. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. So there is a definitive statement here. One of many. Another one is, uh, when they call on me I will answer. It's a definitive statement. There's no doubt about it, but the, we, there's, this is, there's action that needs to be taken here on our part. You need to choose to dwell with God. That's an action verb. You need to choose. Am I going to allow God in my household? Am I going to allow God in my thoughts, God in my prayers? This is going to be a daily walk with me? Am I going to pick up my cross daily? Am I choosing Jesus Christ? Am I choosing to make him number one? Am I choosing to dwell in his home? Just hang out but live there. Am I going to make him my shelter? So you've got to make a conscious choice. As for me and my house, we shall choose the Lord, right? What do you choose? Do you, where do you choose to live? It's, that's important because when we talk about the shadow, the shadow is not going to mean a whole lot if you're not living with the Lord. What he's essentially saying, folks, is that those who have chosen to live with him, those who have chosen to repent of their sins, those who have chosen to recognize their sin, those who have chosen to turn to Jesus Christ for the, as their Savior, are with God now. Your salvation and eternity, your walk with God starts now with him. You choose to live in that home. And he says, so when you're out doing your thing in the real world or in your world, Okay. No matter how far you wander, what kind of trouble you get in, he says, Therein lies my shadow. You will always find rest in it. Because there's times when we're, believe it or not, we've got to go to work. Things we gotta do sometimes we don't really wanna do, and we're not in church, or maybe we're not praying, or maybe we're not reading our Bible, but we're living in the shadow of God because we're living what we have to do. We you know we, we we're gotta work. Gotta live, gotta make a living. Life can get kind of routine. Life can get tough. Life can be boring at times. Life can be depressive. it can also be exciting. And it can be all kinds of roller coaster ride. And he says during that you're you're living in the shadow of his peace and patience. And you're, God never is you're never outside the realm of God. You're always in his shadow. And you'll find rest in that shadow. Knowing that even times when you walk out, when things are tough. If you decided to make Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and received him, you're dwelling with him, you're always walking in his shadow no matter what you do, no matter how you stumble, no matter where you trip, no matter what happens, you're always walking in his shadow and as a shadow of rest of the almighty God. Sometimes it feels like God has left us at times, doesn't it? We've all been there. We get down or depressed or have a situation and we think, where is God and why did this happen? And you know, one of the worst things to struggle with is when little children get sick or ill or heaven forbid, die or terminal illness. We do It's a tough one, tough one, tough one to deal with, right? It's a very tough one to explain. But when we're living in the presence of God, we're dwelling in the shadow of peace and rest. The writer of the psalm says this. He says in verse two, I declare this about the Lord. He says, I'm walking in the shadow of the Lord. I'm dwelling in his place. I've made a conscious decision to follow him. And that's number one. He goes on, verse two, he says, he alone is my refuge. In other words, he is my condition of being safe. He is my refuge. My place of safety. See, no matter what happens what somebody does to you they can't take away your place of safety they can't take away your lord that's what paul understood no matter where he was at in prison no matter what was taking place you can't take away the presence of the lord in your life that was his refuge that's very very real and it's very very comforting okay my wife and i have talked about when will we retire what do we have in our retirement plans? How's this and that? And we have a bit of a disagreement on some of that, and which is normal for a, a healthy marriage. I'm more inclined to "We'll be fine." A lot of the men that I meet with on Saturday morning, there's five of us, we have these discussions, and all of us have similar wives that kind of have similar thoughts, and generally speaking, the men are, "We'll be fine. Don't worry so much. And the wives are more of, we need to save, we need to do this, and I pay the bills, and I take care of this, and that's and all well and good, and that's right. We need to understand that God alone is our refuge, and there's a real peace in that. That doesn't mean we spend things frivolously and do silly things, no we all have a responsibility but ultimately like you know i've got some things this week that are very very important and i've got to get done there's some deadlines that i have to meet and i got to do them but i got peace knowing that god's going to take care of me he's going to provide me the knowledge he's going to provide me whatever i need the data that i've got to get and it's going to happen now i got to i got to make the effort but he's going to happen it's going to happen it's okay and, and, and that's reality God is my refuge. The writer says, God is my refuge. He's my place of safety. You know, when all else fails, I'm going to go there. there. There's not a day in my life that I don't read Scripture. That didn't used to be the case. I don't mean a lot. I've got it on my phone. I've got it on my iPad. I've got it on my computer. I've got, I've got two Bibles that I keep in my car. One's a study Bible. One's a preaching Bible. I expect you to have all that. But there really is no excuse not to read God's Word daily for me really helps, right? That's my place of safety. There are times when, you know, the, the stress balls they give you at work, that's a, that's a new thing, that's a bud's been around about 20 years, he these stress balls, and then he just want to throw Really, my, my stress, I got a Bible on my desk, and if I feel that way, open it up. It doesn't matter where it is. Yeah. Because every word of this is true. And it will not change. No matter what I feel, I'm a child of God. So are you. God may not take you out of the situation, but he'll bring you through it. Okay? Heart attacks aren't fun. Heart caths are not fun. Having uh, heart surgery is not fun. Having uh, shoulder surgeries and ankle surgeries and wrist issues and whatever you've got, gallbladder and, and, and hernias, they're not fun that God will bring you through them. And he has brought you through them, okay? And in his good timing, he will make all 100% healed. may not be in this body at this time, but he promises you better. He promises you wholeness, okay? Those who are in wheelchairs will one day walk. Those who have different handicapped issues will no longer be that way. All these children that were aborted will have running and playing in the field someday, have perfect bodies. Perfection is there, and it was always meant to be. But when sin entered the earth, it didn't just infect people, it infected the creation. It infected and affected everything around us, including disease and longevity of life. And sometimes things happen to us, even when we're following Christ to an absolute perfect T. That's when it's hard, right? Yeah. I'm, so I'm not here to tell you you're not gonna get sick. I'm not gonna tell you are not gonna have things. What I am saying is what he's saying in verse five. Do not be afraid. So let me, let me go back to verse three because I skipped it over. He says, for he will rescue you from every trap. He will protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you, here it is, with his feathers and he will shelter you with his wings. You know that there are, uh, birds have, Two, there's two different types of feathers on, on the bird themselves, and there's the ones that they're kind of they're thick and they're kind of stuck together like zippers. And you see them on the outside, right? But underneath the wings are the stuff that keeps them warm. So there's the feathers that keep you warm, feathers that protect. With the little baby birds, they don't have the feathers yet ready to fly. I mean, they've, you've seen them, you know, they're just kind of little chickens. They're just they chicks, just... and so they rely on their mom to protect them. So when it rains, they literally will sit over their children with their arms and keep them warm and keep them out of the wind and the rain and the storms. Because folks, sometimes you and I, we don't have the proper protection but God is there to protect you. And notice he didn't stop the rain from coming. He didn't stop the storm and the lightning or the ground shaking, but he's standing over you. If you're dwelling with him, you're in his shadow. You're in his wings. He's got you covered. There are also some unique things about birds. I got to looking up a little bit. But did you know that the the condor out in California has a wingspan of between nine and ten feet? It's such a big bird that sometimes they mistake them for planes out in California. Then you got uh, around here. You got the the, uh, the swallows, and you got. Uh, not the hummingbirds, but the, we've got hummingbirds, but a mockingbird and a swallow. You know, you know what's unique about a mockingbird and a, and a swallow? They will dive bomb you. Yeah, you ever been out mowing and little swallows? They will just, what the? What is going on? I mean, you think to yourself, I'm going to get hit by that thing. You know, They're very protective. Do you know why they dive bomb you? Because you're getting close to their kids. Huh? God will do that. God will fight off your enemies for you. And oftentimes, honestly, most of us, he's been doing that for a long time. We just, we just don't see it. He's been bat- battling off the enemies and they've been going, wait, I'm not going, I'm not going near him. I'm not going over there. You know. God is doing that for you now. He's swiping out the enemies right and left. He's, he says, so in verse five, don't be afraid he tells us over 500 times in some variation throughout his word, do not be afraid of the terrors of the night nor the arrow that flies in the day. You see, back in the day, they didn't have electricity. Nighttime was scary. Scarier. And even today, majority of our scary situations or things that we're afraid of have to do with the dark. I don't like sleeping in the dark. I'm just going to tell you. I have to have a light on somewhere in the room. My wife, my wife will be like, uh, she'll have the lamp. We have a lamp on each side of the bed, and she'll have it on. I usually go to bed just before she does. And she'll, does that light bother you? She asks me that every time. No. You show that light up? It does. No, it does. I could sleep with that light on. I don't need, it doesn't bother me. I don't like to wake up in the middle of the night and go, I can't see. I have something. Just, there's just some Fear of the dark that I have, that I've always had. I don't like confined spaces. I don't like tight spaces. I don't like dark. Okay, That's just a lot of people don't like the dark. Well, again, back in the day and still today, there's a lot of crime that happens at night, isn't there? Yeah. Under the cover of night, because you have that false sense of security, the the criminals do, and a lot of bad things happen at night. And God says, "Don't, don't be afraid. And he says also during the day, because... He says, they, they, they would have to, you know, during the day too, we're easily seen, we're easy, easier to be targeted. He says, don't be afraid of the arrows either. And, and, and in this sense, literally the arrows of death, but for you and I, more so the arrows of accusation, the arrows of rumors, the arrows of putting us in some social class. Everybody's shooting something at you. Somebody's got an opinion about you. He says, don't, don't be afraid of that. And also, don't participate in that. That's just dumb. Second Timothy, matter of fact, where I was going to go, was it said, don't participate in foolish talk. It provides nothing for you. Don't even entertain it. You can't win an argument with a dummy. Basically, what it says, that's what my translation says, you can't win an argument with a dummy. What did it say, dummy? Listen, people are going to shoot arrows at you. He says, Don't need to be afraid of those either. He says, I got your back at night. Got your back during the day. He says, uh, verse 6, do not dread that disease that stalks in the darkness. He says, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. What he's essentially saying is that oftentimes when things happen to us, they happen at the moment we least expect it. The times of midday. The the often the things that you're afraid of and I'm afraid of or, or, of happening to us are always removed from the things that are actually going to happen. You just don't know. Right? You just you just don't know. It doesn't mean to scare you. Says listen, listen. I got you. You you and I are not sovereign. There are certain things we could do to take care of our health and wear our seatbelts and not smoking and. And stay away from asbestosis, you know, asbestos and all these things. And, and, and be careful in our lives and make sure we wear bright clothing when we're out jogging. If you ever jog, I don't jog. You have little lights on your bicycles. I don't ride a bicycle either. I don't ride anything unless it has a motor in it. But there are things we can do, but there are things that happen. The tree falls and lands on somebody and kills them. They go, how did that ever happen? Why? Listen, that's sin too. I mean, sin has infected the world and... and God has given us free will, free choice, and and things happen. But God has got you. Okay? God has you. Don't be afraid, he says. I want to jump on down to verse 9 now. If you make the Lord your refuge, and there's the refuge again, your safe place, a condition of being safe, safe. He says, if you make the most high your shelter, and again, it's an action verb here. He says, you, you have to make a choice, loved ones. Do you love God? He's not going to force you to love him. Do you, do you understand that you're not perfect? Do you understand that he is, and he sent his one and only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life and put your faith and trust in him and him alone? Do you believe that? Have you done that? If you haven't, you need to. That's the truth. It's the truth whether you accept it or not. And when you die, when we all die, we all will face Him someday, and every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and He alone. That is a true word. He says, If you make that Lord your refuge and you make the Most High, the Most High, there is nobody higher. Don't ever make creation higher than the Creator. Don't ever worship the things that are made. We don't worship the Bible. We don't worship the cross. We don't worship the pastor. We don't worship people. We don't worship any idols. We worship the Most High. The Most High is God of the universe. God, Creator, the Alpha, the Omega, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, one, God, three distinct persons. We praise God and worship one almighty god who loves you 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 folks we don't even we can't even comprehend how much he loves us the only thing that keeps his wrath the only thing that keeps this planet from falling apart and imploding on itself is the love of god and his patience and mercy and his grace his love for humanity If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, listen, no evil, verse 10, will conquer you. Evil has no place in your house. No evil will conquer you. Jesus is your Savior. No plague will come near your home. He's talking about things that will destroy your very soul. Nope. He says, Your soul is mine. There isn't any sickness and come on. There's no evilness and come on. No one can take you out of my hand. No sickness, no situation, no family situation, no difficulty in life, no health, nothing can take you from me. Not any evil thing, no plague. In verse 11, I love this. He says, For he will order, who will? God himself will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. Who? For those living in his refuge, those living in his shelter, those living in the shadow of his wings. He says, they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. <coughs> his His comforters, his angels, they will carry you so you, you won't even stub your toes. There's times, listen, I, I know for a fact that I can't explain it. It's like I can't explain what the color orange is without showing it to you. I, I can't explain to you what a sunset looks like without showing you a sunset. <coughs> God is here. I, I feel his angels carrying me through situations. Have, have you ever had one? I, I hope you have. I don't, to, I don't want to call it a near-death experience, but I don't want to call it an experience We all of a sudden, you're here, next minute, you're there, and you, not, not that you've moved. I don't mean that. We're not talking about uh, uh, Star Trek stuff. But you look back and go, how did I ever get through that? Wait a minute. Hmm. Okay, that was weird. <laughs> Yeah. Those are times when God just, I don't know if He changes the time zone, He changes the way things are, changes. When your time is up, your time's up. And until then, God's got you, okay? And He'll move heaven and earth. He'll send his angels to move you up. You won't feel nothing. And He says, uh You'll trample those lions and those cobras. You'll crush those fierce lions and serpents talking about all the things that come at us from all different angles in life. Verse 15 and part of 14 says, I will protect those who trust in my name. And when you call on me, I will answer. I will answer. Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes it's no. Sometimes it's, Wait. Yeah. So much more here, folks. I'm not going to be able to get through it. We're running out of time. So a lot here that I skipped over. Maybe we'll, we'll go back there next Sunday. Got a lot of notes. So I've got some red ink, some green ink, some blue ink, some black ink here. All different topics and ideas, but we'll stop for now. Has God blessed you this morning? Take a moment and read through Psalm 91 this week. And meditate upon it. Ask God to speak to you, and he will. And thank him for all the little things that go seen and unseen. So many things that he protects us from that we don't realize. Lord God, thank you for your hand of protection upon us. Thank you, Lord, that you have the, the wings of an angel, that you're the... You're, you're the you're the great Father, the refuge, our shelter, Lord, that even when we're not right in the shelter, but in the shadow, you're still with us. You're walking with us. We have nothing to fear. I just thank you, Lord, that uh, the thing that we struggle with the most, fear of so many things. You have said, don't fear over and over and over again because you know it's such a struggle for us, Lord. Lord, I thank you. And I just ask that uh, we, where we are fearful right now, many of us have situations.